It's finally here, our Satanic Panic episodes we've been preparing for a while, and we've also designed new merch and have a whole new system. So go check it out in the details of this. But if you love the Satanic Panic, you're going to love Satanic Picnic. Comes with a little clip art of not deviled eggs, angel eggs. We've got our back masking shirts where things are written backwards and only you, the wear, when you look in the mirror will know what it says. But it does say things like, don't be a shit pile and F the patriarchy. My personal favorite is Jezebel Spirit Activate. Just look in the description. We'll put a link. Go check out our new merch. Hi, guys. It's Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie. And this is Karen. And everywhere is hot, not just Florida now. So I feel somehow like <laughs> vindicated. <laughs> this is what nice. hell's like. Because according to some people on social media, I need to get used to it. Uh, the Ooh. heat. So that's fun. They got me. Burn. That's great. They need to get used to saying, welcome to Arby's. <laughs> I don't get that one, but I, I know. will. <laughs> I'm just waiting to use that joke forever. I'm sorry it didn't work. <laughs> okay, um, so here we go. We're going to be talking about, should I tell them what we're talking about today? We're going to be talking about the satanic panic, which isn't a beginning and end kind of thing it either. It's not. It's crazy. No. And I think, like I've always heard of it, I knew a bit about it, but I didn't know the depth. And it's wild how, of course, yeah, we're still in it. Right. I, um, a lot of we're, our lives were formed from this fucking, you know, ideas yeah. that we're all, oh man. I think part of it is that it's something that rhymed and it's <laughs> like, like yeah, oh hell, exactly. if it rhymes, we're going to stick with it. And um, speaking of it rhyming, somebody on some video I was looking at in the comments said, I read this as Satanic Picnic and I was all for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wish. Yeah. But it's no picnic, Bonnie. It's no picnic. (laughs) I'm going to take on like the the demeanor of the people who make all the films about it in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, which we're going to get into. Yeah, so um, here's just a little bit of information. You can find us on all the platforms, and the information Uh is in the description underneath wherever you watch podcasts or or hear them, listen to them. Yeah, go do your own work, you lazy bitch. Um, No. (laughs) That was for me. She looked right at all of you. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome so, to um, Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've we've got issues. Bonnie's losing it. Okay. So, all right. I just love a good Arby's joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. And let me just say my realization that Arby's again was really standing for the letters R and B for roast beef. That right. was my anyway, realization. It was mine. Years ago, I did it ago, before, I shared and I told that with you. you decades before. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, for this episode, we'd like to thank uh, Satan, obviously, 
um, everyone with a panic disorder, and uh, <laughs> Mental Floss, one of my favorite magazines, Mel Magazine, uh, Mr. Wikipedia. I listen to quite a few podcasts, including a good one called Behind the Bastards, and Vox, because Vox... Vox is amazing. They've had some editorial issues. I won't get into the business side for writers and editors, but they just do very good stuff. Um, I take objection with you giving Wikipedia the Mr. Salutation. Next, patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so to understand satanic panic, why we're still in it, what it is, you have to, like, go back, luckily, unfortunately, whatever the, the hell, and figure out how society, what the setting was, and really get into it, and how everything was believed. And I don't know, did you watch the O.J. Simpson show, the one with Ross from Friends and... Uh, <laughs> Poor David Schwimmer. Sarah He's Paul like, what? Sin. <laughs> Sarah Paulson and I, I tried, but honestly, I, it's like I'm sick of Ted Bundy and I'm sick of OJ. So I, I tried, I and I was like, you. I don't care anymore. Yeah, understandable. I could, however, hear, I could see it was well done. And when I watched it, it blew my mind because I was being told this story I didn't get to see. And the story I didn't get to see was what was going on in society, because I didn't understand why some people were glad that he was getting off and all that. I was perplexed, but then you see what was going on in society and what Black Americans were going through, and it totally reframed everything. Go watch it. It's very good. Um, let me but let me just bust in there. I did see all of that because I happened to be living in New York when the mm-hmm. Rodney King riots happened. Oh. And it was way more um it was way more on the front burner of our conversations yeah. in my life at that point. Um right. and 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 my friend Dean was the one who kind of at the very beginning suggested that riots might happen. I'm like, and my response was, what? We were sitting out on some cafe, you know, sidewalk thing. And he's like, I don't know if we should be here. That verdict is about to come down any minute now. I'm like, what are you talking about? People aren't going to riot. They're not animals. Boom. (laughs) Everything happens. And then you realize how much pent up anger there is and injustice. And um, yeah, it was it was surprising. And I always go through this, you know, I don't want to totally address race on our TikTok, but when it talks about, you know, hey, black Americans, indigenous people have been saying certain things forever and you guys yeah. haven't listened to us. It's like, because mainstream media never picked you up and so we were never fed it. And I'm not giving that as an excuse at all. I'm saying that's the way the system is. They don't want us to hear that. They don't want us to know that a lot of people were like, you know what? The whites have done terrible things against black Americans. We're not on OJ's side, but hey, a black rich man getting off for murder like all you guys do all the time? Ha ha. I didn't understand that at all during the time. So 
that all blends in to the satanic panic. Am I saying OJ Satan? Yes, I am. Okay. Is it, it, it blends in. How, how does that happen, Karen? What? <laughs> okay. So back when we were little children and the satanic panic was starting, you know, right around the 70s and then it, well, it's through today. We had limited newspapers, we had three news channels, and we did not have Fox News. So we had three networks altogether. Networks. Yeah, That's like it. they weren't news channels. <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> no. They had news departments and uh, divisions. You're but, right, you're right. Let's make that definitely, you know, divide the, that. But news was only on when we were kids at like noon, that was your local news. And right. then at six o'clock, that was the national news. And once the news was over, f- fuck off, Tom That's, Brokaw or whoever. It was time for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And I was telling people, like, as far as teaching English, we had to change everything. Because remember, there was a time when we were children, we were writing essays and all that, and we could credit or cite the nightly news. We could say, Tom Brokaw said, on this night, and you could cite that as truth. And when Fox News came around, Mm. they had to redo that and say, you cannot use the nightly news as verifiable stuff because Fox News is Satan. There's going to be a lot of, I'm going to get everyone to panic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we had limited things, but not only did we have limited information, but the information that came out, everybody in the U.S. knew. Now, right, right. Now, like barely anyone is keeping up with what each other's interested in as far as the news. But then it was just very short. Here you go. And yeah, everyone knew the information and everyone, of course, believed what was on it was gospel. Yeah. And it's so funny because you think. Okay, that's a bad thing in one way, because if something catches on, like the panic around Satanism, mm-hmm. it it's bad, but it, it, it only could come about because we had media. Like if you go back 20 years prior to that, well, maybe a little more, um, mm-hmm. you know, but before television... You know, it's it's you're not going to have as much. And before buying records was so easy, records that you can play backwards. Yeah, (laughs) right. But if you like watch the old movies when they just said radio, you'd see everyone sitting around the radio and be like, World War One has just been declared. (laughs) And so everyone. Yeah. The less news that's out there, the less sources, the more people think uniformly in certain ways which is why we now have boomers who don't see things any differently than the way they think things happen. And let's be honest, boomers were more put into the belief system that what was on the news is real. And so that's how Fox News has pulled the rug right out under them because they're entering with that mentality that it's true. All right, that's Karen's essay, Citing Bonnie. Okay, so in 1973, (laughs) something 
came out that I did not watch, will never watch, because I was too scared. And that was The Exorcist movie. So it's in 73. There was a book about it. And then some dude made a movie. And it's the one where... Some dude. Yeah, I don't know. (sighs) Okay. So I think that's the one where... um, Is it Linda Blair? Her head spins around... And it's about an exorcism being performed by the Catholic Church. And it was so intense at the movie theaters that there were <laughs> reports of people fainting at yeah. the movie theaters. Because I'm also thinking of Rosemary's shit. Baby. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm also thinking of Rosemary's Baby. I get those two confused because yeah. they're also both movies I will never, ever see. <laughs> and <laughs> Same I, reason I mean, as you. That's just... yeah. We, we're frightened. I, I don't need to choose that emotion to happen in my body. No, It'll happen no. on its own enough. <laughs> so what was Rosemary's Baby? Just give a quick, uh, you know, summary. I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm not going to. But a baby was possessed, maybe. Maybe the baby was the devil. Something mm-hmm. like that. That oh, Yeah. No. So there was like all this sort of stuff entering the zeitgeist of entertainment And once that starts happening, of course, you get this idea that other things around you could be connected. Because believe me, I remember my kids saw the Babadook, which I never saw, some horror film. What is that? It's, I don't know, it's some horror film. Did you say Babadook? Yes, I did. Not Marmaduke. (laughs) <laughs> Big Great Dane. Okay. That gives okay. me nightmares. Bob-a-duke. And then uh, one night our electricity went off, and all we hear is our young child yell, It's the Baba Duke. So, like, you see what you are expected to see because uh-huh. of the images. And this is a time that they started selling Ouija boards. And uh-huh. people started, if you don't know that, it's a board with letters on it, and you hold a little little like dart uh, with your hand and it supposedly moves to the letters. And now, did you know they have angel boards that are just like Ouija boards, except there's pictures of angels and it's supposed to spell godly or, or sweet things. Oh, that's nice. But here's here's shit. what I do know. One of my favorite TikToks that will come up every now and then is the father who hears his kids playing with a Ouija board upstairs and he turns the breakers off and right. the lights go <laughs> off and they scream. <laughs> I love destroying children on purpose. That is a Gen X thing to do right there. We I know. We talking about that. So in the 70s and 80s, there was this whole... Also, terrible crime spree. This was the time of serial killers, and they are still trying to explain, like, what the hell? Why were so many men like, I want to kill a lot of people? I'm sure people have written papers and it'd be hangovers from, you know, anger from the war. Who knows what the hell's happening? I know. What? Women were allowed in the workplace, and they realized that, oh, shit. We've been treating them like shit all this time. 
we're gonna be treated like crap if they get in charge and we're they're angry. gonna want yeah so um oh no um you know my whole theory about like the unfulfilled potential of the white male wow, who just yeah. thought he had to show up anyway okay so that's my theory about everything yeah and so ones like Charles Manson popped on the scene. It got everyone's attention. And Charles Manson just is like a short, um, like, <laughs> cokehead Jesus. Because he's all wired and his eyes are real. These are googly eyes. <laughs> they are googly. And he didn't do direct killing. He had... Like a a collection of disciples, young women. There was sex. There was party. And you know what else there was? There was a lot of dirt. Like actual soil. Yeah. That was unpleasant. That Quentin Tarantino movie was great because her feet were filthy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ah, Brad Pitt. Um, (laughs) That's the first movie I ever looked at Brad Pitt and went, oh, my God, he's so handsome. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I could see it before, but this time it became real. Mm -hmm. So Charles Manson talked about the devil and Satan and cult. Things are becoming trendy as far as the youths. We're exploring this whole rebellion side, and that rebellion would be, of course, Satanism, because that's the opposite of the Puritism that America was and maybe still is. But then you had, like, freaks. uh, Okay, Manson's a freak, yes. Then you had freaks like Richard Ramirez. He scared the shit out of me. He was a serial killer that, I mean, if you look at early photos of him before he got his teeth done his teeth were crazy and they were all gray and and oh my god he's horrifying after he was so popular women came to the trial because he had a damn good jawbone i'll tell you that i don't remember what he did he he kill a lot he (laughs) killed a lot of people and he was super scary and then in the courtroom, he yelled, Hail Satan. Oh, and, sure. you know, it was just horrifying. But he got right. his teeth done, and you're like, what? Then you had the <laughs> son of Sam. Now, we yeah. did the son of Sam way back, uh, you know, maybe in the early episode 20 or, or something. Son of Sam David Berkowitz. He said he killed because of Satan and all that. And then later he just said, yeah, I lied, whatever. Um, and, and now he I'm going to sell books. And he's got like a Christian ministry and church. I mean, jail. <laughs> Sorry. That was a good <laughs> slip. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Uh, and Bonnie writes love letters <laughs> to him every day. Oh, my goodness. So during this time, like, people were always reading books. And I can remember looking back at, there'd be, like, scandalous books, like Flowers in the Attic. Ooh. And... I never read that. 
Okay. No, I, was, I did. I, I I just I just look back on my life and I realize I am constantly just feeding my brain, you know, silly happy things. <laughs> like wouldn't go see a horror movie unless it was because I knew that the guy I was dating wanted me to be afraid and throw myself into his arms. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is um, you're submissive. Uh, <laughs> no, I just read a lot. And no. I was okay. No, I was gonna say it's the tale of a lonely child. So you read a lot of um, Bible. That's right, the Bible and other things. But there was that. There was Sybil. Remember, Sybil was a woman with like fourteen personalities or something like that. But there was also a book called Michelle Remembers, mm-hmm. and you can just. Picture the cover with, you know, maybe a silhouette of a woman's face and sort of blurry, and you can hear the music behind it in the 70s. <laughs> and they did make it into a show. She's a Canadian. Co- no. Oh, <laughs> that's where Satan came from. Um, so Michelle Remembers is supposedly a true story. Uh, I will let you guess her first name. So Michelle remembers she ended up going to a psychiatrist. She was having trouble. I think she had miscarriages, etc. And after a while, she was like, oh, you know what? Um, I was part of a satanic cult. And she gave all these detailed things of, of what happened, including something about a priest in the cult, he had to cut his finger off. Um, what? <laughs> I know. The stories went on and on. And what's even more demonic is she ended up marrying the psychiatrist. And they then wrote this book together. And she was on every oh. talk show. every Everything. Because this is when people are already scared with the exorcist and with this and that. And now this woman is saying it's all true. And this happens. They prey on kids and young teens. And that was in Victoria, Canada. And she said that it all took place in like a cemetery in like the 1950s. So then she grew up, you know, and and could tell this story or whatever. But police later were like, hey, who's this priest? Any any priests in Victoria here missing a finger? And they're all like, no. And they hold up their hands and all this stuff. Um, but remember the name of her husband. His last name is Pastor, like Pastor, but with Z's and D's. <laughs> so like the street pastor, Pastor. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's cool. Um, so if and, she, is it now the time to say it? So if she remembered these things and they weren't accurate, of course, if you remember them, you're going to think they're real. I believe that she probably believed them 100%. Especially if she was like you growing up and very sweet, like you said, and just everything happy and not reading um, because you didn't know how to read. And then she has (laughs) a psychiatrist, strong male figure who mm-hmm. tells her this is what is happening, then, of course, she's like, wow, you know, I'm going to listen to him, and I'm also going to marry him, have sex with him, and then write a book. 
Um, so, okay. So, but these fake memories, don't you think this is also sort of related to the concept that people object to where they say, oh, the detective interrogating me coerced me into a confession. It's like, yeah, yeah if you plant that memory in there, you can be like, oh, maybe I did do that. And then all of a sudden, boop, 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 your brain starts going and your brain doesn't know the difference. I can tell you so right. many recurring dreams that I've had where... Um, uh, let me just tell you, I've I've killed a baby in my dream. Here and we go. Every no- yeah. And here we go. <laughs> Bonnie <laughs> like, remembers. No, that I had to hide it. You know. Right. It's like yeah. I've got all of these dark secrets in my past that didn't really happen. But if if I'm, you know, if somebody were to ask me, I might be able to pass a lie detector and tell you, you know. Yeah. And uh, if what I like- did. Tell us your dreams because that's where all the truth is hidden. And if you're impressionable or at different parts of your life, I mean, people going to a psychiatrist usually aren't, I'm feeling good, I'm going to go to a psychiatrist. (laughs) So they're already in this vulnerable position, giving money to someone to tell them uh, you have been horribly uh, abused in this way. So soon after Michelle Remembers was published, Pazder withdrew an assertion that he made that the Church of Satan at the time had abused, you know, were part of this uh, this cult, the satanic ritual of his wife slash patient, Michelle. And at the time, the Church of Satan had Anton LaVey as the head of it, and they had you know, sort of grown out of this whole idea of, you know what, we're going to do the opposite of Christianity, and we're going to have a lot of hedonism, and we're going to be gross, but we really don't totally believe in Satan, although some probably did. They were just But they were organized. They were organized. They could get there. My trigger word. Their (laughs) tax relief. (laughs) Yeah. Bonnie's eye is blinking. And so when Pastor accused the Church of Satan, you know, for participating in this abuse, Anton LaVey was like, absolutely not. And he threatened to sue for libel, which I'm, I think is great. Like, you know, shut up with your, your little stories. And so... That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. They eventually dropped the case. Pastor, man, that's hard to say. Pastor and and Melissa decided, okay, they're not going to sue. Melissa. (laughs) Sorry. Is it Melissa or Michelle? You called her Melissa, but I don't know why that made me laugh. I'm sorry. It's Michelle, Michelle, (laughs) Melissa. I don't care. It's Mel. Okay, I'm sorry. So around the time they were making the tours, giving interviews, Mm -hmm. um, then we had a little bit of a change in afternoon television in that era. Okay, so before afternoon television was game shows, reruns, or little entertainment fluffy shows like Mike Douglas, The Dinosaur Show. Right. And then this local lady in Chicago named Oprah 
decided to do this show and like all hell broke loose and no, I'm kidding but um but it kind of did change the dynamic of what was being talked about in the country yeah because then um, you got like Ricky Lake and yeah. the lady with the glasses the Sally red glass. Jesse Raphael yeah so a lot of them then I guess what's the other guy that we hate no we don't Geraldo hate Rivera well God, there's a lot of guys. Jerry I hate. Springer. Jerry Springer. Maury so, Povich. Yeah, that would be on the far end. Montel Williams. I guess. Where they sort of had gotcha stories. Yeah, and, and Phil Donahue wasn't fluffy entertainment. I mean, sometimes nope. he was, but um, yeah. but yeah, she, I think, well, at least what I was going to talk about, she had on. A big panel of people mm-hmm. talking about Satanism, and I don't even think she referred to it as the Satanic Panic because that's just something we've all later. latched onto later. But she was interviewing this woman, and she, the lady sitting there on this panel. I don't even remember who else was on the panel, um, but I will tell you one funny thing about the editing as I'm explaining a little bit to you. So. So she's sitting there and saying, well, you know, everything just, everybody just thinks my family is this nice Jewish family, but we've had a a history of satanic rituals happening since like the 1700s in our family past. Mm -hmm. And Oprah was like, oh, really? What kind of rituals would go on? And the lady was like, well... Um, babies would be sacrificed, and Oprah was. Uh, I, d- I did like the. Yeah, at least you can see that Oprah had a bit of uh, her her skepticism way back then. She goes, "What babies?" <laughs> so I'm like, oh, thanks for asking the question. We all wanted to hear Oprah. And she's like, well, there were people who bred babies in their families. And she has to explain that, you know, um, there were people, there were ladies who looked overweight, so nobody would knew nobody would know they were pregnant to start <laughs> with. And they would use those babies for the sacrifices. Or somebody would just go away for a while and come back, and that's the baby they would sacrifice. And then um, Oprah asks her more questions, and then she says, well, I haven't recovered all my memory. Like, there it is. I haven't recovered all my memory. And then she also talks about how she had multiple personalities. And I'm like, okay, everybody was putting like the horse before the cart there. Like, wouldn't the multiple personalities diagnosis make you think that all these mm-hmm. things were real rather than all these things happening that you suddenly remembered causing you to have multiple personality different? Well, what is it? What is it? Yeah. Well, anyway. D.I.D. Sure. But at the same time, it's sort of, again, the movie and the book Sybil was out. No one was talking about multiple personalities before that came out. Yeah. So it's this whole thing. I remember when I was young going... Do I have multiple personalities? Because sometimes I'm like happy and giggling, and then other times I'm upset. Like there were things in our little brains that we heard that were like, "Uh oh, is this part of what I just saw on the talk show with the multiple personality lady?" Yeah, and it did not help when boyfriends who in high school didn't like what you were saying they called you Sybil. Not you, but <gasps> me, us. I got mm-hmm. <laughs> I got called Sybil once by a boyfriend. I'm like, oh no, you didn't. 
The worst. <laughs> Sybil. Okay, so anyway, when Oprah said, why were you sacrificing them? And she said, for power. I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't even, I don't even she know She should have been she... like, I'm on this show now, aren't I, bitch? <laughs> Boom. And then, so, yeah. So if anybody wants to go watch that on YouTube, one of the weird things that I noticed was right after she talked about sacrificing babies, there there was a quick cut to a lady smiling, and then they cut back, <laughs> they cut back to the lady. And it's just great because um, Oprah was like, oh, so, you know, we don't want people to think that, like, you know, uh, this is all Jewish people because, you know, um, right. this is an all religion. It's all fair. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stumbling. Um, Non-discriminatory um, satanic yeah. <laughs> baby killing. Right. Equal right. opportunity. Yes. Equal right. opportunity for different religions. Um, so anyway, that was uh, that was my little venture into the Oprah uh, component of all this. Yeah, I think Oprah did quite a few shows. I mean, it really sure. started taking over the zeitgeist. So in October of 1978, guess who else fell into this? Yes, you guessed Ray Kroc. You're right. So Ray Kroc was the founder of McDonald's. And according to a pastor, John McFarlane, at Kenmore Church of God in Akron, Ohio, one of the parishioners came up and said, I was watching the Phil Donahue show, and Croc admitted that he was a supporter of the Church of Satan. Okay, so this did is you woman. see that happen? Me? No. I no, was I not mean, there. Did no. You, is there video of that? Hold up, Bonnie. Okay, you, all right. Either you believe in people or you don't believe in people. I don't 100% don't. <laughs> but let me tell you this. Okay. This is before the internet. How would they? How can they really look it up? And they can wait for a replay. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Oh, um, well, if you, if you recall being that age, at the end of every Phil Donahue show, you were invited to send a letter if you wanted uh, a transcript. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I bet they did do that. So McFarlane, this pastor, he was shocked when he heard mm -hmm. that Ray Kroc was part of the Church of Satan. Now, he had not seen that show as we know, oh. but that doesn't matter. He went ahead and printed that information in the church newsletter called Moments of Sunshine. What? <laughs> That's the newsletter, Moments of Sunshine. Pretty soon, other churches picked up the story and put it in their newsletters because I remember that was, you know, one of the biggest ways of communication. You would get a newspaper, you would get a church newsletter. Soon, people started, you know, telling each other, and the next thing you know, it's believed that Ray Kroc was giving 50% of McDonald's profits to the Church of Satan, and oh my people God. were boycotting Happy Meals because they felt, you know, that they, this was all Satan trying to get to children, and getting to children is a main theme of the Satanic Panic. Yeah, and like those trinkets that can be... Uh, 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 taken over by demons. 
You always got a gift, a little toy, a you trinket. Got to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was big news with troll dolls. They mm-hmm. believe the troll dolls, which are satanic, uh, you know, were <laughs> satanic and they looked evil and blah, blah, blah. Um, but McDonald's had to send executives to churches with sworn affidavits <laughs> and statements. <laughs> That's so sad. The TV execs of Phil Donahue that Croc never said that. So they're like sending out burger missionaries, you know, like these McDonald's guys with probably their black suits and their little briefcase. I'm here for McDonald's. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did they bring them free food? I'm not joking. I bet they did. Like they'd eat it anyway. Yeah, true. But I'd eat your devil burger. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is baby meat. Um, Power. It's, it's great. Like, this started just bubbling up, and everything started from what you ate to what you, we're going to get into what you heard, but what you watched, everything was starting to point to these nefarious things. And yeah. then Procter & Gamble. They got bludgeoned because their logo had a man in a beard and 13 stars. So mm-hmm. a rumor had started that the logo was actually a symbol of the devil. But and it probably was, though. <laughs> like, exactly. In retrospect, like, oh, sure, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some right. guy going, oh. They figured it out. <laughs> so the logo actually went back to 1882, and the stars were the 13 colonies. Oh, but, you know, if, so they, pure. if they're saying <laughs> that America is Satan, I am on board with that. <laughs> um, so it took the company two decades. They had to go to court. They had to sue. They're, I mean, it was crazy. They had to, again, send representatives to churches. <laughs> so one week you get the McDonald's people. The next week you have Procter & Gamble oh executives telling you, you know, because they knew churches were hotbeds of the gossip and that, not the gospel. You heard that, people? The gossip. <laughs> Good slips today. Good slips. That is. (laughs) That they're spreading all this, and it's taking over everyone, you know, across the country and Canada. I want to see what the logo looks like. No, it's too satanic. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'll send it to you. (laughs) Yeah, so it's one of those, it's a circle, and then it's got one of those uh, profiles of a man, and it's often like a lady that I see in profile like this, where it's, um, you know, and they, and he's got big Barry Gibb hair and beard. And then <laughs> the, the stars are all around. So it does look like he's kind of wizardly. And then, um, oh, yep, inverted 666, sure. He's got a horn at the bottom of his beard. I don't know what that's about. It's like a rubber band like that wrestler had <laughs> on his beard. And then on the top, there's a horn. Oh, yeah, yeah so, it is kind of I mean, creepy. <laughs> it, it is, but it's also like during that time, it's very Zeus mystical looking. Like if you mm-hmm. saw, uh, yeah, Poseidon or Zeus in a Disney film with the curly beard. And so they're saying the, the curls form 666. Anyway, yeah. Uh, wow. so yeah, they had to change their logo and they had 
court cases against just this whole, I can't imagine just like, okay, today we're going to talk about, are we going to, you know, start making a winter mint flavor and we've got to send more people out to churches. (laughs) Well, listen, changing a logo is a big ass deal. And I think it was even a bigger ass deal back then because you'd have to actually print things. Whereas now it's just kind of like, oh, we're going to issue a new digital logo for you to use. But um, wow. I want, yeah. Now I want to know what their new logo is. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, like a, it's a swastika. Yeah, it just says like P-N-G, I think. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so remember that this is all about Children and about Satan's stuff going after children and right. innocence. So now we start talking about people are looking at everything like they do now, and the cartoons start going under a critical eye. Thundercats, supposedly intended to promote Eastern mysticism, He Man and Snake Mountain playset, whatever that nope. is, supposedly in Snake invoked. Mountain. <laughs> That's where I like to hike. invoked demonic imagery because kids could use, ready, a microphone Mm -hmm. to deepen their voices and pretend to be evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we've got the Smurfs that we know. We've we've covered that a few times. Uh, The Smurfs were blue and they had black lips and that's just corpse-like. Yeah, because I I saw the guy doing the interview, and he's like, "What happens when you die? You're too, you turn blue, and your lips turn black." I'm like, I don't think that's common knowledge I about the lips, but right. whatever. Yeah, right. those poor Smurfs got so much shit. I know <laughs> they got burned literally alive. Go back to previous episodes. <laughs> Not even Rainbow Bright was safe because some said that the beauty mark on her cheek was actually a pentagram. So they're just <laughs> parents digging through toy boxes and looking for anything they can and then, you know, selling it at a book or whatever. So in 1985, the news program 2020, which I still watch to the day, <laughs> this day because they have great programs, uh, they ran a segment on satanic worship and described animal mutilations because people love it. They love it. And they just said, clearly, there is some kind of bizarre ritual that's mm-hmm. associated with devil murder. Um, worship. There's satanic graffiti. There are backwards messages and pop songs. And here we're going to get into some of Bonnie's favorite stuff. Now, luckily, the host Hugh Downs did say police have been skeptical when Mm -hmm. investigating these acts, just as we are in reporting them. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. People are going to look at it. They're going to talk about it. And then yeah, and someone <laughs> at the water cooler is going to say, Well, I'll tell you, my cousin, yeah, she and- ran over a graveyard once. Yeah. And P.S., once he says that, that's when people tune in. Like if you flip the channel there, like you don't get that caveat at the beginning of it all. Yeah, yeah. And they say, But there's no question something is going on. 
Yeah. And so 2020 is going to look at it. And again, you have like these authoritative yeah. fucking programs and people are glued to watching them because, again, there were four programs to watch that night. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of them was Suzanne Summers infomercial <laughs> for the Thighmaster. One was that. And, you know, just not a lot to choose from. So you're watching that shit. All right. So 2020 was happening. Another big... Um, 2020? Play? What? Oh, that, I thought you meant the year. <laughs> I've already forgotten what we're talking Thank about. <laughs> and I said it. 2020. That's how Satan works. <laughs> that is. So 2020 was a big player on the scene back then. And another guy who captivated our imaginations, remember, in the student center, we would go watch Oprah in the afternoon and Mm -hmm. Geraldo Rivera. Mm -hmm. And if Geraldo had a special, we would go, oh, well, let's go watch that. And I seem to remember that this special, you know, they told us to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he had a special on this guy named Sean Sellers. And... um, he focused on this kid. Um, okay, so March of 86, this kid killed his mother and his stepfather. Not good. And yeah, no, while they were asleep in the bedroom in their Oklahoma City home. Um, so part of, I think part of this is from Wikipedia. So these are just the details before we get to a little bit more of the Geraldo stuff and the devil stuff. Um So he was wearing only underwear to limit blood spatter on himself. He first shot his stepfather. The shot awoke his mother, whom he shot in the face. Um, Then he tried to disguise his guilt by arranging the crime scene to look as if an intruder had committed the killings. So um, then it says he also later confessed to the 1985 killing of um, a 32-year-old Circle K convenience store clerk who had... Refused to sell him beer. Well, all right. Uh-huh. So, um, so at his trial, the kid said he was a practicing Satanist at the time of the murders and claimed that demonic possession um, by the demon Azurate, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Not that right. Not that one. <laughs> right. Not Azurate, um, caused him to murder his victims. So in later documents, he claimed to have read the Satanic Bible by Anton. Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds of times between the ages of 15 and 16 when he committed the crimes. And then um, in a confession letter that he wrote from prison, he reflected on that period of his life and said, I got very involved in Satanism. I truly thought it was an honest way to live, and the rituals of it would enable me to control my life. So um, that was interesting to me because it's like somebody said, we all think we're good people. Mm-hmm. And so that was his way of identifying with something that he thought would, like, make him a good person. It's and, it's just how the human brain works. Right. And give him probably autonomy over his own life because, again, and, if yeah. you're a kid and you hate your stepdad and, you know, whatever's going on at home. Yeah. And it feels like it's just another, like, shorthand to identification with something bigger. Like, we all want to feel like we're special. We're identifying Mm -hmm. with something bigger. Somebody else out there understands us. Like, even if you take, um, like, design movements, like, what is it called now? Coastal grandmother. That's supposed to be sweeping the nation. Like, Mm -hmm. hello, it's, it's stuff that 
you know, I mean, we've loved all of our lives. Okay, canvas tote bags from L.L. Bean. Um, Hello, those aren't new. (laughs) So people just have taken them, organized it, and like, uh, you know, latched onto the vibe. So Given it, right, a title, like Satanism. And yeah, I mean, like, death it. is right. worse. I guess death and Satanism, that's worse, though, than... It is. You know, than coastal, coastal grandmother. grandmother. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, so, let's see. There was, um, oh, so, one of the things that I loved is that um, when they're showing a picture of the house where he grew up, mm-hmm. they showed his wall, and it was plastered with all sorts of heavy metal, you know, posters right. and, like, a girl in a bikini. And um, and one of the things that the—I don't know if the narrator was Geraldo himself, but it said, who would imagine this would happen here? A nice boy from a good Catholic school. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, I Everyone, would. Everyone, me, me. <laughs> like me. I think so. So, um— uh, so that was uh, that was that little episode that Geraldo kind of chose to focus on, but at the same time, it, it is kind of it, it, it. Who wouldn't think that that was real? Of course. I mean, the kid was probably just lost, looking for something to you know not yeah, church. grab onto. <laughs> to and grab here's onto. a book that's like there you can't do really anything wrong like it's all about hedonism and all that so it makes total sense and a lot of people who did kill like would would decorate it very satanic and say this is a satanic ritual killing and you know they really believed it they sort of did it with their buddies and it is always like social dynamics blow my mind where you can be with another person and talk yourself into murdering or my favorite was like the seven guys who found each other online decades ago when the internet was first starting and they all wanted to castrate themselves I'm just like how what? how do these how conversations do they find each other? fucking start? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you meet people? And I think I just watched some show and it it was around that. It was like two young boys who wanted to seriously cause havoc. They did kill their friend. That was what they were planning to do. And you're like, how does it get that far? Because you know one of them has a bit of a stronger, like, let's do something evil. Yeah, let's do something. So all of this was like feeding into each other. And damn, Geraldo Rivera was everywhere, y'all. He was everywhere. He was doing specials. He was doing his daytime show. He was going to Al Capone's tomb, which I remember (laughs) watching. And it was forever, and they finally got in there because it was live, and there was nothing oh, there. His vault. That's right. That's oh, right. his vault. That's, That's what right. we watched in the student center. And I remember going, I'm never going to get this two-hour portion <laughs> of my life hours. back. I'm I in college. It's young. My friends are here. And I'm like, <laughs> this is interrupting my quiet time. <laughs> and we went to a Southern Baptist college, if y'all didn't know that. Okay, we're going to get into a lot more in the next episode, so please follow along and send us questions even if you'd like to. Everything's at deconversiontherapypodcast.com. Bye, Satanists. Bye, devil. Bye.